Welcome everybody to Snake and Bottom Podcast. We're back at Johnny's Little Shop of Bait in London, Wisconsin. Johnny wanted to stop in and check in and see. It's been uh, about a week and a half, ooh, almost two weeks, that we've um, we've talked. There's a lot of things that happened. The water receded a little bit and then come back up. How's the bite? Um, it's been pretty stretched out. We're kind of in a, in a lull up and down the river now since that snow came anywhere from three to... Some people had six, seven inches, obviously further out west. And the water temperature crashed big time. Um, I know there's some females that spawned out, headed down. We saw those in Shiacton. Um, but as of this morning, you know, we've caught heart, um, full females this morning, so there's still plenty up there. Rumor is down Fremont, there's some moving up through two. I heard that two days ago, and those are on their way up. What? Uh, that's from my end of the river. What's, uh, what say you? Well, I think I've heard the same things and, you know, this kind of a crash in river temperature and everything. And, you know, it's just told my wife at supper last night. I think it's a, it's going to definitely stretch things out a little bit. We had that big front, that weather front, and guys really should pay attention, you know, um, Pay attention to barometer situations and things like that when there's a bunch of fish in uh, really a small number of locations that are affected by nature. And and when that storm came, you know, and we had 65 degree weather and then that, that cold front and that storm came, you know and I know that that's walleye weather and the fish bit really good yeah. fish. And they could bring in six two-man teams. They could bring in six fish and I think uh, all of them were four fish or, you know. So, you know, yesterday was a tough day, but there's, you know, we're getting a lot of calls here and stuff of people saying, is it over, is it this, is it that, because we had some warm weather and this and that happened. But really, it they have to realize that if there's, let's just take a million beautiful ladies of just a million people and they're all going to have a baby. They're not going to all have them on the same day. Right. And that's just Mother Nature, and that's life. And thank God that they don't all have them on the same day because we don't have enough nurses and stuff right. on staff well, to take care of them. Yeah, and, and that... And let's say we don't have enough fishing rods to, to handle that. So that sounds kind of <laughs> weird talking about humans, but um, that's realistically it's it's busy enough when we have when you're raft fishing or, or jigging out of your boat, whatever the case may be, and, and you, you get a double or a triple or you know half the raft rods go down and it's not a sturgeon. It's 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 pretty chaotic for for sure. And and I know that we saw that it was the night before that storm came in. Um, I think it was actually Wednesday night when it came in, the night before, it would have been Tuesday night, and a little bit into Wednesday as well too, that we've had her best production so far um, that we've seen up uh, in Shack, and of course there, a lot of the spawning areas are real close, um, some are further up, obviously some are here in New London and, and on down as well too, 
and they um, a lot of the rafts did pretty well and people talk about whether it's you know is it you mentioned too is it is it done is it not done um, I kind of look at it as there's not a heck of a lot of sturgeon around I know there's certainly there's some that made their way up but if the sturgeon are, are rolling on the rocks and, and you're you're catching fish then that's probably a sign of you're in it um, you know we'll catch walleyes all the way through the end of sturgeon spawning and they're not even thinking about it yet the water's too cold and uh, you know there's there's they're, they're nowhere in sight and certainly I've seen some you know porpoising and a lot of bubbles in the water and it's just um, it just seems that 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 water temperature crash I mean we literally went from 47 degrees I had some reports in the in the marsh areas to 37 um, the morning after <clears throat> the storm so that would have been Friday morning yeah um, I fished Thursday morning in the storm um, and and did okay I mean I had a couple right away at, at we didn't get out till uh, six o'clock and only fished for an hour and and it lightning out and sleet and rain and snow and that's after shoveling five inches of snow out of my boat and we um, you know we were on a couple of them right away but it seemed they seemed to kind of lock up after that but the water temperature crashed real fast and I think that was probably a last ditch for food before they before they uh, you know went kind of dormant for a little bit for a couple of days anyway believe me I'm not I'm not far off of the species of walleyes because you know I was watching a thing and yeah, it's it's gonna warm up, it's gonna melt and everything. So I kind of left my shoveling a little bit lackadaisy at the house. And everybody and, did too. <laughs> and, and 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 I'm like, come on, man! This morning I'm like, it's still there. I thought this middle, stuff was gonna go away. It's the middle of April. You're I right. expected my tulips to be blooming by now. Yeah, it's no Easter, and. You know, even look at the dock, you know, and I I thought about shoveling it, and then if you didn't shovel it, then it was too late because it got that crusty. Yeah. And it just was nasty, and yeah, it, it was, wasn't it wasn't the storm of, like, last year, the April, right. the Friday, the 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th storm. But it was definitely the April thirteenth, got you off guard type storm. Yeah, it, it was. It, it sucked and it screwed up fishing. It don't get me wrong, fishing was good during the storm, but then everybody like underplayed it afterwards, and they just didn't react to it the way that they should. You know, like they would have a December twelfth storm, and then. Holy cow. And then now we got the influx of water and the big drop of temperature that you're talking about. And it definitely is going to like calm things down a bit. You're definitely right on the head there. What I thought was interesting is um, we, <clears throat> when, like last year, obviously it, it, it got cold um, through that, that snowstorm that, you know, there's places that, you know, better than 25, 26 inches of snow. I know we had that around here, Shack, and uh, pretty much in the central part of the state or the west and north Fox Valley area. And, and um, it it slowed them down for a couple of days, but I think we were, I mean, we were catching really well before that. And then, you know, after, it didn't take very long after, 
I don't think the water temperature seemed to have crashed as bad, and I just can't remember. But what I think it, it helps with is the people that I saw a post the other day about somebody getting their boat ready. Um, I, I think because of the long winter we had this year, I think people were, were more so ready to go um, Some with, with some of the indicators of some of the, the, the rafts being out where they were actually earlier than probably they had been in a while. I know we, I was looking at some of the historical data on our, on our website and, and it actually showed that, um, you know, it was probably another five days from now before some of them docks finally got put in. And that's kind of interesting that that's when they first started fishing the down run. And I, we, we talked about whether there's some, you know, a, you know, that first warm day, sometimes some of them early ones can just, just, um, um, release their eggs and then and get back down river and I think a lot of times we miss the front end of it up and you know Shackton area and up further than that because it's it's when they when they release their eggs I mean they're right there and they're they're biased already and if you're not in position ready to go I mean that could happen in the morning and part of them could be gone by night and, and so usually when we start picking them up it's a fair warning for downstream that you know here they come um, and <clears throat> I think this year, I think everybody was ready. I think it was because it was a long winter. It warmed up fairly well early, and the ice stayed on for quite a while. And I think everybody got ready, and they were able to get ready, and obviously the ice came out. It wasn't really, I think it was within a couple of days of last year. Um, so it wasn't really that. I think it just everybody was sick of shoveling snow and maybe got everything ready ahead of time. And But I, but I just think we were ready for the down run or the start of the down run this year. And, and actually there's been a few rafts that are doing pretty well. So um, obviously until the snowstorm come. Now that's going to change. Is again, obviously the water level came up. Water temperature went down. And I think we're, we're getting some melt off from further up north as well too. I heard some of that's coming down. Some of that warm weather right before that storm. And I, you know they're supposed to be warming up again, and a little bit of a little bit of rain coming this week. In general, um, cane pole fishing, um, raft fishing. Are, are we still um, scatterwrap Smithwicks Rapellas? Is there something new that we that that's come about? Is there a color that's been pretty popular? Well, the the newest uh, style lure has probably been the scatterwrap. Right. You know. Yep. Um. And I've heard that as far as a, a, a f and, and I think they've got kind of the bill thing figured out on there. I know some guys that broke a lot of bills on them scatter wraps probably three years ago. They went through. It had to be two dozen of them. It was it was maddening. They oh, actually yeah. sent away yep. and, and whatever. But it seems to be it kind of cleared up I since then. I think the then. first year I bought them, I had eight of them, you know, and I sent them back, and it's a pain in them. Right. But it, it's just cumbersome. Yep. Yep. You but, uh, you know, I can't replace them for people, but uh, we can send them back. And it was a pain in the butt, but it was worth it because at that time, you know, they were, uh, they're still a really, they're probably, you know, on high water years, we always use big bill lures. But on low water years, if everybody, the, the risk of the scatter wrap is, Everybody's going to get used to them, and they're gonna. We're going to be on a seven-year cycle of high-water year or whatever, and then they're going to forget the traditional small build Smith wicks. They're going to forget the 
the other stuff unless they still got an old couple old timers around sure. and then those are the guys that are going to outperform the first year of the transition or of the big change like last year we were running average of 9.5 feet all season okay and then this year we're running 5.7 okay that's a big difference in sure. cubic feet per second. It's a big difference in action allures. It's a big difference. In now, obviously, the scatter app's got a lot wider bill on it than a typical Smithwick or a, or a number, what, 11, 13 Rapala does. Requires a little bit more line maintenance, cleaning. It catches a little bit more yep. marsh grass. Um, but really just it scatters itself back it, and it, forth. It does, though, do a really nice job of covering that basis, you know. Right. Now, uh, I'm a little bit conflicted because I, I don't, I, you know, t for me, um, jointed, larger build, um, you know, lures or plugs or whatever on river fishing, I, I always use those for, for slow water. Um, you know, when it's sped up, it we'd always put down a Rapala or something like that, whatever, and there'd be plenty of action on that lure. Now, you talked about a little bit higher water years and you're running scatter reps since higher water. Are you, are you running them shallower then? Or, or, you know, I don't... Usually, to me, it, the heavier, faster water I always thought would needed less of a bill because there was plenty of action there that the water was providing, but I don't... I'm no, not a raft expert. actually, the, the lesser current, the smaller bill you want. Okay. The, and what a lot of guys are running into, you know, not just up by you, but that happens particularly up between you and Hortonville, but uh, also down river, uh, particularly Stone Dam, uh, guys below that, so much current is going through those backwaters, you know, where things washed out or they're going through the woods where you're losing a lot of current velocity, cubic feet per second. Sure. It's, it's going down a natural, you know, the river's trying to change its... Yeah, I anchored backwards the other day. I was a yeah. stretch that I normally anchor one way and now, now yeah. because it's with it's it's above the, even, the shores even from year to year yeah. you'll notice subtle changes but right. those subtle changes that you kind of blow off every year but then you you know one year it hits you and you're like well the river's changing and uh, things change and things like that but you have to adapt and you have to but we were talking about uh originally uh, about bills and um, a small bill for the the lesser current with a rattle um, that's where I deploy like you know you'll see sometimes here what I call the uh, I'll, I'll do a sh kind of a cutoff type sinker to give it okay. a little bit more action anything that you can get to give that lure a little bit more action some guys will go down to a two hook when they're having problems with current running their baits there's guys that can't even run a traditional rapala you know on f9 uh right now because the current's going through the woods so i like a small build smithwick a rogue but uh not 
the big build, not the suspending one, not the one that you would troll out on the lake because sure. that's just going to catch more stuff. But the smaller one that shakes more side to side. Um, okay. And when you get that that lesser current, you want to have not a fast tip cane pole. Some guys right now are dealing with tremendous current and they can get by with a real flimsy cane pole. The biggest profile, biggest hook, even dull hooks, doesn't matter. They can get by with anything right now and they're going to catch fish because they're still in fast current. But right. if current's washing over and your current has diminished until it drops down to that eight point seven five level and your current velocity picks up, you're not gonna be able to run them them lures that everybody else is running and doing good on, you know, blues, trout, whatever. Color has no matter if your bait's just sitting there like a dead stick. You know, it's like this minnow that I want to change on, on you know, it's time to change him up. So, you know, it's whatever you can do to get more action. You know, sometimes a windstorm like the other day can really help you. But if you're dealing with current going through the woods, you have to make sure you got sharp hooks. Maybe use your stiffer poles, the ones that broke off last year. You thought they sucked. Uh, you've been used to fishing uprun fish. So you've been used to fishing fast tips, you know, to see those uprun bites on a minnow or whatever. But get out of that setting if you lost your current and get a pool cue out there and have a string tied on it with really sharp hooks. And when that fish even touches it, it's getting hooked. It's not going to be a hit and release like right. you've been seeing the last right. couple nights. It's it's you know the fish are not going to get any bigger as they this run can, progresses you're going to see them get a little smaller sure. and smaller yep. and that's where you start stiffening up your rod tips sharpening your hooks okay. paying attention to that current velocity i look at that every freaking day that i go fishing sure. i look at current cubic feet per second and i record it i record water temperature i record all that but Really, that's the best advice I can give to a guy that's really, and it sucks because you're right on that threshold. The water could drop a foot tomorrow and then all of a sudden you got all the current in the world. Holy cow, <laughs> you know, yeah. I need, yeah, uh, I need uh, a bunch more weight. I need... And, and speaking of weight, um, do people not put, in general, and it's kind of a broad, kind of a loaded question, but do people not put their, you know, usually people go, wait, we're going to run a four ounce, five ounce, whatever the case is, and whatever. Do they put in not enough, or, or, or is it not that important, the shape of that weight? Um, you know, there's some, I'm looking at a ball one right now. There's some truck trapezius triangle looking thing there's some you know round ones some people use just big heavy sinkers teardrop style you know is there is there something to be said for weight or is it really just a small small portion of the uh, of the of the well, equation it depends you know downriver from where i fish a lot of those guys will will run um uh, maybe they don't have the deck space or they have 
bigger families and they have more people but they'll they'll run like a, more of a ball type weight a heavier weight on the bottom and they'll run a double rig okay to me that was always too complicated sure i've always been a traditionalist yep. one rig per pole just because on Sunday nights, I listen to Simply Folk on public radio, and I drink beer. You know, right? I can't handle a double rig. No right. way. Yeah. Let Don't alone let Johnny through. touch that pole. <laughs> Whatever you do, keep Johnny away from oh, it's, that yeah, cookie when, jar. When that, when that log comes <laughs> cruising through, whatever it can be chaos in a hurry. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of the same thing. So, damn it, Clancy! I got nine dollars in that rig just. Yeah, no kidding. Don't let Johnny touch that yeah. pole. We don't run doubles, but yeah, yeah. But it definitely, you know, it matters what kind of weight you use. The pyramids catch more current. Um, it, you know, your shape of your sinker does matter of how your your lure is going to perform and where it's going to dance. And on on still on cane poles a little bit. We talked a little about. Uh, about lures, obviously color can be just a day-to-day -day thing. Um, my opinion, if I had to pick one color out of all of them for rat fishing, it'd have to be clown. I think I don't think I've caught any more fish uh -huh. than Now, that's in the last 15 years. But I, I don't know when clown came around, but I mean, we've had clowns all the time, but you and I are clowns. But, you know, a black and gold Rapello, black, actually black and silver used to really produce, for, but we didn't have clown back then. We had black and silver, black and gold, and orange, gosh, orange, orange gold. perch, yeah. blue and silver. We never use a blue and silver. We'd use orange quite a bit, but I mean, a black and silver would produce like crazy, and they, yeah, they still make that one. But uh, it just seems in the last, uh, talking specifically on, it can be Rapala, it can be a Smithwick, but that, that color combination, it just... Scatter wrap, whatever the case is, it seemed to clown seems to be king, you know, in for all all the years. I know hot steel is coming in the mix. There's, yeah, I don't even know all the names of them. I quit. No, uh, you know, down here, I was just talking to the guys this morning at the shop. I said, you know, whatever happened, I remember when clown just was on fire around here. And lately it's been, you know, uh, the, the, the frog color, you know, or the, whatever, the sure. fire tiger. Yep. Fire tiger. Yeah. I fire, fire tiger. tiger. Good Lord. Um, the blue. Well, this year is the first year of the return of the blue. blue I tiger? haven't heard of the blue for a long time. Okay. Not even a blue tiger, but a blue of any sort. Especially on a year where there's not like a lot of gizzard chat, it's weird. But uh, and do you think all those other colors you said, you know, is are, it is it again back to when we talked about jigs? Is it water clarity or is it what they're used to eating that makes them, or is it just that plug happened to flash to the left one time and and that's what they saw? Because because really, I mean, quite honestly, I mean they're. I'm guessing they're they're either. I can't imagine too many walleyes that are looking down on something because their eyes on the top of their head. So they're coming. They look from underneath, and a lot of them lures are the same color underneath, or they they're are. next to it. You know. So I. 
I can't imagine the color on top. Obviously, they'll tip to the side, and you can see that top color. But when people look at it, and they look at the top of the bait and go, oh, that's kind of neat. Well, the fish isn't going to look at the top of the bait. They're looking at the side or how far over that tips. How do we even really know what color they see when they see it? That's the thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I um, it's, it's clown. <laughs> I think it's, it's be clown. <laughs> I think it's shape, and I think it's like sure. variation of shadows and patterns and you know um we we talked briefly you talked about rod stiffness when we were talking about cane poles mainly um just in general um some people run fiberglass some people run bamboo um are we trying to accomplish the same thing or are those two completely different applications or I mean, no. I, I mean no. are they trying to accomplish the same, just one's more tr maybe traditional, um, maybe, is bamboo more sensitive, is it, what's kind of the general breakdown? I mean, I know there's, I mean, as far as packing them in and, and being, be able to manage them, although in the springtime, you know, we don't, we don't ever collapse our, our, our fiberglass poles, but, um, you know, as far as the collapsible ones, but what's kind of the breakdown on bamboo versus not really versus bamboo and uh fiberglass a collapsible fiberglass well, if i was running a fleet if i was running a fleet of nine guys okay like a baseball team and i had to classify the difference between a fiberglass player and a bamboo player sure um the fiberglass player is what it is from the first day that he shows up on the field to the last day. Okay. A bamboo pole is what it is, but always changing. If something happens and he gets a tip broke off, he's going to get restrung, re repaired, retaped. And he's going to become maybe third slot on the line, but he's going to become he's going to remain a valuable player of the team. It it's you know he's a lot more versatile in the slot, you know a current line, whatever everybody gets a you don't ever position your raft, you don't ever get a, a certain spring in the same way. So why would you use a pole that extends to 20 feet every single time. Well, you know, you got to have those consistent players, but you also need those, ah, geez, you know, that, that really sucked that that sturgeon broke that pole off, you know, seven inches down, but the water's dropping and that pole is a little bit stiffer now and that could be the dream pole for the rest sure. of the season, you know? And so I guess dollar for dollar, people are like, well, why are cane poles, you know, bamboo just as expensive or more than fiberglass? Well, for one, they come from overseas because you can't harvest bamboo and I don't believe any state in the United States. Yeah, I can't States. imagine where you would or what but, kind of maniac uh, would grow bamboo. So it has to come from China. It has to be in a container, and it has to be like a whole container full. Sure. So, like, even when we get them, we have to, like, 
be in contact with like 70 other bait shops in the state okay and we get them all trucked here and then we distribute them to them and to everybody from here it's kind of like being the one farmer that gets the seed for all of sure. them okay and then we send them out or they come and get them or whatever the agreement is but you know, we have to all kind of plan. That's why, right, yeah. you know, some years there's a shortage, some years there's not. But it's because it depends because you kind of got to plan like almost two years out for your bamboo. And it's not like the kind of bamboo we had when we were kids because right. I think, honestly, back then that, they, you know, Uncle Wally'd take a load of Christmas trees down to Florida, make a mint, come back drunk, stinking like alcohol, with a truckload of bamboo out of Florida, you know. <laughs> He'd sell the Christmas trees, come back with right. bamboo, and sure. come out like a banshee, and none of them were treated, but, boy, they were sure nice, big, fat bamboo ends, yeah. you know. We yeah. don't see them kind of cane poles anymore. Them are up in Uncle Jim's garage or something. Yeah. But. Now, as far as sensitivity, though, you, you can achieve both with either one of them. Um, there's not one versus the other that can be extra sensitive or extra stiff no okay okay that was, you know so it's just kind of a you know i guess it's kind of a i don't know you're, you're getting to the same point it's just a matter of which which way you want to do it i guess so oh for okay. uprun for uprun i've used uh steel fly rods that i bought for three dollars at rummage sales for uprun when you want a real fast tip but then i've taken like taped up two-piece 12-foot cane poles, put an old taped or catfish reel or sure. a rummage sale reel on it and put that out there and caught like 15 fish in sure. a 24-hour period off of it so that I could just lower a heavy sinker down but have the control of right. the line okay. off of it. And it. Yeah, that kind of stuff especially in low water years works really good but right. okay well i think we're going to wrap it up we've touched on a couple points um I, I again for the people that are listening and this is it's sunday the what is it the 15th i don't even know what date it is yeah sorry it's i was 14th. all over i was all over the place today oh no Gary. that's why we There's do a it. lot of things we could have touched yeah, on yeah no that's why we do it it's kind of we're in kind of a limbo i i, I saw your your wife and I walked in or whatever and I said so how's it going she kind of shrugged her shoulders so um and that's that's everybody's kind of got a shoulder shrug on right now there I, there was some that we produced some in Chai from this morning um out of the five I saw caught um two males two empty females one full female so we we're kind of all over the place and it just um I, I think we're waiting for this water to warm up I think the fish are waiting for the water to warm up but as we're waiting for that to happen. Now's the time to get ready, get 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 bait, get 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 geared up, get the water boat in the boat in the water and pump up trailer tires and pack the wheel bearings and and uh, you know get ready because it's gonna it's gonna really break loose. We did have some females that that spawned out and headed back down and actually some pretty pretty good sized class of fish, but that's normal. Um, there's times I think we miss them. I think you pick them up, you start hitting them here in Hortonville, New London, on down, whatever, when I can check, and sometimes we miss them a little bit on the raft fishing, but I think they, they got on the front end of them this year, and they looked fantastic. And If I can add to that real quick, I, I don't think, you know, I've had a lot of calls today, Gary, but 
Um, I don't think that by all means that everything's all spawned out. No, I think that we have some good times to come, but we are just in that little bit of transition time here at the shop. We're taking time to get some jigs painted up, some things restocked, but you wait, uh, you know, the weather front, the barometer took a turn for the worst yesterday as a lot of, a lot of fishermen came back with, you know, reports that what the heck, but Gary said, you know, water temperatures down and everything, but if you're trying to plan a vacation or something, you know, keep an eye on the keep an eye on the water levels and also keep an eye on the forecast because you know that the marshes that are located here and you know that, you know, I, I don't want to be a backyard biologist again, but probably sixty percent of them haven't even spawned and there's still some fish coming up. Yeah. And I think, I mean, just from, and not, it's not the tell-all, be-all, but we've been running our cameras now for this our 11th season, and um, the fish that have gone by have kind of, I guess, in the, and I don't buy it that it's that it's because of the difference in water level, because we've run them in this water level before, but they've come by, they just don't seem to have a heck of a lot of urgency in them. They just kind of, they're tooling by or whatever. They're not like other years where they're just one after another flying by like crazy. And, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, depending upon how much forage is in the water, they're tough to catch anyway because they got one thing on their mind is getting up river and spawning. But we haven't, it doesn't seem we haven't seen that that type of activity uh, on some of the cameras we've been watching so and, and like i said talking to a few people um that there's there's a class of fish that are kind of or a group of fish moving up and we know that there's you know possibly like three groups sometimes a couple of them get together and sometimes it's just one long long expanded area but i do think that there's a big break between you know group one and two or one and one one plus two and and the the group coming up behind them there's just it seems to be there's there's been a lull now for jeez it's been five days I, we, we'll we'll see walleyes on the camera here and there people will still catch walleyes coming up it's just the masses are um i, I think they're still on their way yet from the reports that i've been getting to put it in the terms of the the old timers it didn't it took more than one day to mass the troops for normandy sure you know, it, it just did. And and it took a lot more than a day to get them all home safe. Well, the ones that did. And uh, thanks to all the veterans out there. Absolutely. And uh, hey, the big thing is just make time to fish, find a place out of the wind. And uh, don't be afraid to think out of the box. And good luck. Yeah, your, your, your fishing production greatly increases when you're on the water versus sitting in your recliner. Although napping is good. Napping is always good. Yeah, and be observant <laughs> out right. there. Absolutely. Well, Johnny, thanks again. I appreciate it. We're uh, Snake and Bottom Com pod Snake and Bottom Podcast, and we are uh, Johnny's Little Shop of Bait. I, I want to give a quick shout-out to my nephew, uh, Mason Guyette, for the background music. Um, you don't hear it now, but I'll add it in later. Right in the intro. It'll be cool. I like um, it. Yeah. Local guy, uh, I think Scary Canaries, I think that's his band. One of his bands, anyway. Um, thanks again, Johnny, and uh, we'll we'll get back a hold of, uh, get back on the podcast in a few days here once things turn around and we see um, the production change. Um, again, get out there, 
We're past the 31st, quite a ways. Now the excuse of I, I didn't remember my license really doesn't fly anymore with the local conservation award. And so make sure you remember that stuff when you're getting your boats in the water and, and you're getting the fishing the first time and, you know, support your local bait shops and, um, you know, in, in, in your local community when you come out. Pick a good day out, make a good day of it, and enjoy your fishing. Um, John, appreciate it. Thank you, Gary. Thanks again. Make sure your boat light batteries are good. <laughs> They're right. at the yep. landings just about every night yet. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure they work. And, uh, you know, with the water high now, now I, every morning I had to take my stern light out, drive one under the bridge, and put my stern light back in on the other side. It's far cheaper to take it out than it is to break one off. But So be mindful of that in some of the communities with the bridges that are uh, where the waters are getting higher, um, windshields on boats and, and tall stern lights, just uh, just be mindful of that. Thanks everybody for listening again, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. This is uh, Gary from the Snag and Bottom Podcast. Have a good day.